welcome to the DC Drop, where we talk today about Shazam, the movie. It is out now. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Worldwide, Shazam is available. Let's just dive right in, Zach. What are your non-spoiler overall thoughts on the film? Did you like it? Did you not? I sat in a movie theater and had an enjoyable experience. I, I liked this movie. It was it was fun. It's lighthearted, very lighthearted. Um, it's got some some good stuff. There's definitely some annoyances and we can talk more about that when we like get into details but overall i enjoyed myself watching this movie um i think they did a pretty good blend of humor and horror and different kind of genre elements um but yeah i overall i enjoyed it i i I like the film as well i do have some things i liked less about it but for the most part i really enjoyed this i think it's well written well directed well acted uh all around it has a lot of a lot of good stuff in there. Um, I think it's it's more of a coming of age family dramedy almost more than superhero in some parts. And I think those family parts are are some of the things that work best, even better than the superheroics. Although there's quite a bit of that, and there's a ton of fun. And it's really, I mean, it's one of the funnier superhero movies in in recent years that I can think of. So. Uh, from that aspect, I really, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And there's a couple things that that keep me from being over the moon about it. But I really, um, from start to finish, I was pretty much entertained for uh, the majority of the time. Yeah, I will say just based on like reactions to that I've seen from other people, and especially like general audience reactions, this might be the first DC movie that I think I like less than the general audience does. Even though obviously, like the general audience really likes this movie, and I probably. I'm a little bit lower than uh, most people going to see this film. And that's not a problem. It's just an interesting place to be in because I've never been in that scenario before with a a DC movie. Yeah, the reception seems really strong. Um, And so that's a good thing uh, for for this film. But yeah, I I do feel like I'm not as over the moon about it as some of the, the reviews or some of the general audience or fan reactions or things like that. I'm not as over the moon. And that's probably a couple minor things that we'll get into when we get to spoilers. But I still really enjoyed it, and I think, I mean, it works very well. Do you think this is a, we've talked about this as kind of a family-friendly film, mm-hmm. or it could be based on the character. Do you think that is the case? It is It is less family-friendly than I thought it was going to be, and less family-friendly than I was hoping that it was going to be. There's, like I said, there's definitely some some horror elements, and then just also some pretty like heavy subject matter that I think would make it hard to bring, um, definitely like, kids billy batson's age and probably all the way down to i don't know 12 or something like that i don't have kids so i don't know what a good age would be but like i would not bring anybody under 10 probably to see this movie i i think there is enough stuff going on in here that they probably shouldn't be seeing so i was i was hoping it would be a little more family friendly but um there's still definitely a lot of things that a younger child would enjoy in this movie right it's not like a crazy r thing but it is it's definitely pg-13 earns its rating where there's some kind of darker scarier moments but also uh, probably more adult language than any yeah. films in this universe that I, I noticed offhand uh, like i wasn't counting or anything but i just seemed to notice at one point there seemed to be a lot of it um so you know whatever you like there in, in terms of what your problems with that if you like that or not uh that's up to you but i was a little surprised by that but i think it's it's one that the, the whole family can enjoy but maybe yeah, i don't know that i would you know everybody's different with what they show their children but it's not as accessible for people in the maybe five to eight year old five to ten year old range that i would have thought it had been would have been going in yeah i guess we can go off the 
MPAA, like the PG-13, that's probably a pretty good rating, like 13 and older, I would guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, those are more guidelines yeah. than ratings. Yeah. But yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, it's it's by no means, yeah, like I said, it's not anywhere close to an R-rated film or anything like that, but there is a little more. It earns its PG-13 rating. Yeah. So overall, just like like I mentioned, the different kind of parts that they're blending, the humor, the action, the horror, those different kind of parts. Do you think they did a good balance? Do you think they maybe went a little bit over on one of those categories? No, for the most part, I think there was a little more horror than I was expecting in certain aspects, but I think it, it blends it well. For the most part, it doesn't seem like it's, everybody always talks about these tonal shifts or things like that. Um, I'm not talking about this movie specifically, but in all kinds of movies in the past. And I think you can have different elements in a film right. as long as you blend them together well. And I think for the most part, it's done really well here. Uh, so where it goes to lots of comedy, lots of other things uh, and has the emotional scenes are my favorite stuff in this. Yeah. And it has, I could have done maybe a little bit more, but it has just enough to, to fit in there and uh, balance everything out together. Yeah. Humor is definitely, definitely the through line throughout this whole film. And there's almost always humor injected into everything, even maybe sometimes when I wish they wouldn't have. But like you said, there are definitely the serious moments, especially like family drama wise that they shy away from the humor um, and just let it live in that, that dramatic moment. And I'm glad that they, they did end up doing that. Yeah, so we knew there was going to be a lot of younger actors in this film, uh, young the young foster family. How do you think that group delivered? I I think they did an absolutely fantastic job. I was, I mean, it's I don't set my expectations too high. Like for one thing, just because you know they're children, and um, I don't have much experience with these actors because they haven't been in much because they're not old enough to be in much. And I I can't say that any one of them let it down. I think they all served their purpose really well, and I think everybody really really stood out and there was a there was a couple like real standouts and we can probably talk about that more later but uh overall i think they did a great job yeah absolutely i don't have any complaints with any any of the actors the whole family uh they all delivered what they were what was needed for them and so i i enjoyed all of them well let's get into spoiler time now spoiler warning we will get into lots of details here i guess my just to throw this out there right away my biggest complaint with the film I don't want to sound like I'm too negative, but the biggest reason I'm not over the moon about it is that this is very much based on that new 52 Shazam that we knew we knew that was going to be uh, story-wise. I don't have any problems with that story-wise or anything like that, but the characterization of Billy and to another extent, Dr. Savannah, but more importantly for me, Billy is that new 52 where it is a jaded, bitter kid. Mm-hmm. And I totally get that. The kid has a lot of problems. Uh, he's got a rough upbringing, uh, a lot of bad things in his past. And so I totally understand that, but I guess it's my problem is is just that this is very different from the Captain Marvel, the first seventy plus years of his existence, and this is just the the Billy Batson from twenty twelve on in the comic books. And so my preference is that older version. I still like this version; it's not bad, but I do want to. I do just want to mention that I kind of feel bad for the people who loved the character as he was all those years. And this is a very different version from that. This is not that pure of heart um, Mm -hmm. young kid who has all these bad things happening to him and he's able to brush it off and, and move forward and be a great kid who all of that, this is a, this is just a jaded kind of 14 or 15 year old. Yeah. And you know, but he, he does like kind of grow into that and it, it does serve the story in that he is kind of the last chance. They don't really have an option when he becomes, uh, when he gets the power from the wizard and, you see that like 
the difference between him when he is Shazam and when he's not Shazam because yeah he's a very serious like you said jaded not really goofy or fun at all as Billy Batson but then the second he gets that costume and the powers he is the goofiest goofball you've ever seen in your life and so it is kind of jarring going between those two and you could take it like if you wanted to look at it positively you can be like oh well he doesn't when he doesn't have powers and he feels helpless yeah he's he's super serious and he's doesn't let himself be a kid and he doesn't let himself have fun but then when he does have powers and can take care of himself he like lets his fun side out so that's the positive way to look at it but the negative way to look at it is like these are just two completely different characters that don't connect very well and i feel like there were some times when it was just a little too jarring for me like that i have to remind myself that that is supposed to be billy batson like that's supposed to be a kid because it's just kind of zachary levi being goofy and it doesn't i don't really feel a connection to the kid that he was before he got the powers yeah that's a that's a fair point and the way it bounces back and i think I, i'm curious how that goes on a second viewing if how if i you know i didn't pay attention to their mannerisms or things like that if they do a good job of going from asher angel to zachary levi so i wonder how i will like that uh but also i just mean uh, kind of how he gets his powers and he's just yeah calls himself a superhero and doesn't do anything you know call me a traditionalist or old-fashioned in the way i like my superheroes uh doing good things and i understand that's his character arc that's his journey they were getting towards that um they kind of get there later in the game my preference would be that they got there a little bit earlier and see that um and, and that kind of thing but that's just my preference of billy batson from my experience with the character yeah so we started with this opening scene with thad as uh we should let's just get that out of the way john glover as basically reprising his role as Lionel Luther from Smallville. Uh, he's the dad of Thaddeus Bodog Savannah there. Uh, we get that opening scene where they're in the car, and he gets transported to the wizard, and there's the accident. Uh, kind of a darker way to open it. I was kind of surprised they went this way. Yeah, that was, you know, right from the beginning, they, they let you know that this isn't not quite as family-friendly as you thought maybe it was going to be. and that So at least that was good, like, just getting that out of the way, like, this is how dark it's going to be. And I, I did... I like this opening, especially the score at the beginning, like just made me think of like, this is a fantasy movie. This is a almost got like Harry Potter vibes from it. And yeah, I thought it was a, a good way to open it and a good way to tell the, the story of Savannah. Yeah, absolutely. And it was 1974. I wonder if that is either a reference to the Shazam TV series starting that year, or that's kind of the year Shazam, Captain Marvel joined the DC universe. DC got the rights in 72 and 74 is the first time he really crossovered with I superman and lex luther once so i wonder if that's why that is um but everybody else aged well for it being 45 years john glover aged well and things like that uh we go on to billy and get to see billy looking for his mom and get his backstory billy and his mom's relationship was probably my favorite part of this movie uh, it was heartbreaking and i really felt for him felt for him there as he's he's on the run looking for his mom and he gets to yet another foster family that he's probably just going to run away from again yeah it, it it's definitely it was definitely kind of you know again pretty dark like this is probably hard for young kids to see especially if you have like an adopted kid i feel like this would be a really bad movie to take them to um but it does like it pulls on your heartstrings and it 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 adds some depth to the the character that was probably missing before we get all of that story um and it does give you some insight into you know just how bad billy batson's life has been and what he's been through um i wish that they did try to connect it when he was shazam like talking at the end the final battle with dr savannah like talking to him about like losing everything 
am I trying to find worth in other stuff? And I wish they would have done a better job of, of connecting those things and like actually showing that uh, growth in Shazam. I, f- I feel like they could have done a little more, but I don't know how they could have done a little more. I just wish they would have. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I'll disagree with you on the adopted kids thing because I would say it does have a good message. And I love that meeting the family, meeting the Vasquez family, the parents were just, yeah. I mean, they were great. Just warm and open. Like we know this is difficult. They'd been there uh, and they were just, offering him a, a home of love even though he might reject it he might run away but he they wanted him to know that there were, he was welcome there there was love there and i just thought that was such a cool such a cool story and that whole foster family aspect of it was my i mean besides billy and his mom or with billy and his mom was my favorite part of the film yeah and i just you knew right from the bat meeting the vasquez family and all of the the foster kids there that you were gonna love them and that that feeling didn't go away and uh, especially Darla. Darla is the absolute standout. Um, I think Faith Herman did a really, really good job with her character, which I going into it, I wasn't going to guess that I was going to really like the youngest kid so much just because, you know, there's not always that great of acting talent when you're that young. But I, I think she did a really, really good job. Absolutely. Darla was fantastic. Darla and Freddie and Mary yeah. and Eugene and Pedro. I, I liked all of them. We don't get to meet, you know, we don't get to learn a ton about Pedro. Uh, his goal is to get swole. That was yeah. that was fun. Uh, Eugene is into games and everything. Uh, I really like Mary. Freddie was probably my standout, my favorite yeah. character in the film. And Darla was just fantastic. And these characters were so great and so likable. I think that that's almost why contrasting that with Barry or Billy was a problem because uh, you wonder why the wizard would choose him over these kids who are had maybe had just as rough or a rougher upbringing as Billy and they're still uh, positive and trying to be good people and all of that. And so I think that was, that was one of the things that showed a quite a bit of a contrast there. Yeah. And it, I do like how they address that in the movie though, where, you know, it gets to the, the conflict like after the bus and Freddie is mad at, at Billy and he's just like, Oh, you're just jealous of me. And he's like, well, of course I am. Of course I want this. Like, and just showing that frustration. Um, so I'm glad they did that. But yeah, Jack Dylan Grazer as Freddie, I think that kid is, that kid's going places. He, that was an outstanding performance. Yeah. He was terrific in it. And he's just, I mean, he's fantastic here. Probably. I'm like, I said, probably my favorite character in the film. So we see Savannah, Savannah fi- figures out the seven deadly sins with a cameo from David Sandberg's wife. Lota Lostin. Uh, we see her there. She's the doctor researcher there. And he figures out that the key to getting back to the rack of eternity, freeing the seven deadly sins, he takes that to attack his father and kill his father, his brother, and, and everyone else at, at that company, apparently. Yeah, the one little nitpick of this, this was this was all good. And I did, I really liked the like different reports from around the world of like people who have been abducted by the wizard and piecing that puzzle together. That was a cool, nice touch. But the one nitpick about Savannah maybe is that his character didn't really change when he got the powers other than like looking cooler with the eyeball. It was he was seemed just as evil beforehand as then when he got like imbued with the deadly sins. And I wish it would we would have seen like that made him really bad where he was like almost leaning towards bad but that's fine like i said that's just a nitpick yeah i i wasn't crazy about the character but i thought mark strong did a good job i think it was good enough we got some backstory then we kind of jumped ahead to present day i thought it was fine to good for the most part it didn't blow me away this isn't you know this isn't gonna be my favorite villain of all time but it was 
it fit the story they were trying to tell and was good enough in, in all the things that was needed. Yeah. And then the next thing we see is, you know, Freddie is getting beat up and Billy finally steps up and helps him and then runs away, gets on the subway. And that's when he meets the wizard Shazam at the Rocky Returny. So I was glad that the first time we actually saw him do something good is when then he meets the wizard. Like he's starting to kind of melt his heart, I guess, a little bit. But again, he's he's not a, the greatest kid when he goes there. Right. Uh, I, yeah, he finally steps up and and does something good. But the wizard's getting a little desperate at this point. Right. And as we know, desperate situations yield the quickest results. So he, he goes to Billy and pretty cool seeing this. I kind of, I almost, I don't know if I would have rather saved not seeing Savannah go to save seeing Billy go to the Rack of Eternity. That's a really big moment from the origin that dates back to the very first appearance of Captain Marvel. Uh, I don't know if I would have rather waited that there, but it's really cool either way to see Billy going in, seeing the wizard Shazam and getting his powers. Yeah. And it was cool, like hearing the wizard list off all of the powers, the you know, wisdom of Solomon, power of Zeus, all that stuff going into uh, Shazam. It was just, it was a cool transformation to see. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the Wreck of Eternity looked great. It looked right out of the, yeah. right out of the comics, all the different versions. So. And then we have this fun middle section where Billy and Freddy test the powers. You know, they're working on the name. He, Freddy's branding it, YouTubing it, uh, going viral and everything like that. What'd you think about that? All of that superhero stuff mixed in there. This was, this is probably the most fun part. The most times I laughed. I really liked all of this. It, it, it pretty much felt like all of the jokes here landed. Um, I loved going the different names, trying out the different names. Uh, the Zapped in America, that one stood out to me pretty well. You see that when he's uploading the videos to YouTube. The only, again, another nitpick is maybe I wish that this would have been more contained instead of like all of the jokes from this part. It seemed like right after this part, those jokes just went through all the way to the very end of the movie. Even like during the final battle, they're still testing out catchphrases like in the middle of the fight and having like a wink and a laugh about it. So I wish that that would have been more contained into this section, I guess. I understand there, but I don't, I didn't really mind that. It's kind of a joke. Like the unfortunate situation about Shazam's name is he can't have the name he originally had legally. I mean, they could call him Captain Marvel, but I just think that would be a bad decision at this point. It wouldn't be great. Uh, As unfortunate as that is that he kind of lost his name through no wrongdoing of his own. So I'm glad they had fun with that. I didn't catch all of them, but I wish I had caught more. Obviously, we know the Captain Sparkle Fingers. I heard a Red Cyclone. Um, I think I heard there was a Captain Thunder on the, one of the YouTube videos, yeah. which that was originally going to be Captain Marvel's name mm. uh, before even being named Captain Marvel. And they've kind of, DC's used that a couple times. So that would be, I wish I, they had had that more prominent. But I thought that was really fun trying to figure out names and seeing Billy have fun testing the powers and everything like that. I enjoyed and this was the this section, this whole part was the most direct, like um, obvious adaptation of the whole premise of Shazam's character, of Captain Marvel's character. Is this is a kid who just got superpowers? What happens? And this was this was perfect. I think you know exactly what would have happened probably if I were a 14, 15 year old kid getting superpowers. This is probably exactly the same stuff kind of hijinks I would have gotten up to. Oh yeah, having fun like punching stuff, seeing if yeah. you can fly, seeing if you're invisible, seeing all that. That was really fun. Uh, yeah, my only thing with the characterization is seeing him try to go after an ATM. I know they walk away and they try to get beer and it's it's played for laughs and everything like that. But I don't think every kid would yeah. <laughs> do, you know, 
do tricks for money and stuff like that. And so that's why when they had the argument, I was really on Freddie's side, you know, over what Shazam should do with his powers and things like that, because he wasn't being, he kept calling himself a superhero and he had almost accidentally saved one person at that point. And that's kind of, like I said, with the characterization uh, of Billy, it, I knew they were going to start there and move more towards uh, the good kid and everything like that. But when the bus came uh, and he was still, Oh, that was so cool. I did this. And yeah. And, that's when for me it went on too long because i'm like okay i know you're having fun a bunch of people almost died because of you joking around that's when i kind of would have liked to have seen the switch yeah um instead of a little bit later i would have liked to see him switch and and try to take it more seriously this is serious you know i have all of these wizard powers i'd like to maybe do maybe i should do some good and, and be careful um so seeing him have fun after that was kind of where i was disappointed in the main character uh i, I kind of lost my interest in him at that point yeah and i I think i I agree with you completely like he especially he knows that he caused that bus to crash and so right he should like and that's the other thing is that one of the powers he gets is the wisdom of solomon like he should be a little bit smarter it seems like he he's still kind of bumbling and yeah just being a little kind of goofy about it so yeah i i agree with you i wish that he would have gotten a little more serious after this point yeah, it's one thing they didn't touch a ton on Shazam's powers. What they all stood for, they kind of they mentioned it, like you said, in the, in the Rack of Eternity. But the wisdom of Solomon does not necessarily mean the maturity, right? <laughs> so I don't have him problem a problem with him acting like the kid, like a kid, or, or goofing around or stuff like that. But there are times he doesn't seem like he has all of the wisdom of Solomon in there, right. uh, you know. So they don't they don't touch on that heavily. But yeah, so that was that was really my like the only thing that's keeping me away is just I wish Billy had accepted this this power and wanted to do good a little bit sooner it just went on a little bit longer than i i would have hoped yeah um but mark strong is back he attacks attacks billy has a bit of a battle after the bus scene and it ends up taking freddie as billy runs away and then mary and the others figure out billy is a superhero i thought it was a cool scene how mary was smart and got to to figure it out because billy did not do a great job of hiding who he was yeah. so i'm glad they figured that out and it, you know another cute scene with darla and everything like that but it was it was a cool way for them to to figure everything out yeah and the i know we, i was speculating before we saw this movie how much they would include the the foster family his his brothers and sisters how big of a part they would have in the movie and this is the this was the part where i realized that they're going to have a pretty significant role and i was happy because just how much i had liked them earlier in the film so that it made me really glad that they figured it out and then we're going to be a part of the movie going forward so soon was probably my favorite scene billy finding his mom yeah this is i mean this is pretty heart heart wrenching like pretty pretty terrible um but really really does add a lot of depth to an otherwise not super deep movie so i'm glad that they put this in here and they kept this um, and they didn't try to play off any laughs or make it goofy at all like this is definitely the most serious you know, five minutes of the whole film and it needed to be. And I think they did it. It worked really, really well. Yeah. That scene just delivered. I really liked it. And I'm glad Billy kind of finally moved forward. I felt, I mean, it's just heartbreaking seeing the flashback from her perspective and she doesn't come off as just a horrible person. Well, in that it, it, she makes it presented as she wants what's best for her kid and she can't do that. But either way it is heartbreaking. And to know he spent 10 years or whatever after that looking for her she never put out a missing persons report or anything like that uh that is that is heartbreaking and you really feel for billy and i think asher angel did a great job 
showing the emotions of the, what the character was going through. Yeah, and then yeah, I don't know what else to add. The like you said, this is this is definitely the the most touching and probably best part of the movie. And Doctor Savannah goes to the house, and he's looking for Shazam. He has apparently broken down Freddy to get the address location and visits there, um, and that leads to a visit to the Rock of Eternity and intermixed with going to a carnival. Um, a lot going on here in the third act. Yeah, and this is. We didn't really talk about it at the beginning, but like when he goes, the the part that's really not okay for kids is at the beginning, like where the they're in the conference room with his dad and like li- literally ripping people's heads off with these oh, yeah. scary monsters. Um, so that's the part where it's just a little bit of a disconnect enough to like that I, it took me out for just a second, but not too bad. The fact that he's like so easygoing on these kids and his seven deadly sins aren't doing anything really um, versus what he was doing earlier ripping people's heads off and stuff but obviously you need the kids to be around so it's fine like story-wise it just seems like a little bit out of character for dr savannah that's a fair point i guess he still wanted you know it's a classic comic book thing you want the leverage of right. them surviving so you can bargain uh whatever but that, uh, that goes to the carnival pretty fun fun location to have a final battle i like that yeah. and one thing i really liked is that this is all very important obviously to the foster family but by and large, this is a small-scale thing. You know, this this doesn't try to be a world-ending threat. We've got plenty of those. We don't need that for a, a Shazam movie. So I'm glad they started with, with something really small and personal as opposed to something grander, tried to make, you know, Savannah now wants to take over the world or something like that. I'm glad they kept it small. Yeah, I really did like that. I kept it personal. I kept it with the foster family, which I just wanted to see more and more of. And then, obviously, we get the... Uh, really really awesome moment when they all tie it back together they all get on the staff and they all get their power um what did you think of them transforming into the shazam family it was pretty great um yeah. some good casting mixed in there i you know i just wish we had i don't i do and i don't i i want to see more of them but i also realized there wouldn't have been a good way to fit in there uh more of them but i thought it was well cast and a pretty cool way to see all of them together yeah it was really well cast it like you said i wish there was a little more time i think the final battle as a whole seemed to drag just a little bit because there wasn't, uh, I think we talked about there wasn't that much action in the rest of the film. Um, so putting it all together in one place made it seem like it was dragging out for a little while. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I will agree with you there. There wasn't a ton of action mixed throughout. So then when we get back to back at the end, all the battles going on there, um, seven deadly sins on the loose and, Shazam versus Savannah, all of that kind of at once. It did, did seem to be a long time, uh, but I I realize you have to, if you're gonna give everyone their powers, then they need to each get their moment, and so it is a tricky thing to juggle there. Then we, uh, you know, we, I guess just what's left ends with Billy accepting his new family, and he's the one who says the pre-dinner prayer or whatever they call it there. Um, a, a neat way to end it. Yeah, that was that was a really nice, touching way to end it. It's, this is his family now, especially because of what happened with his mom so um yeah that's really cool yeah it's a good message about we've seen this before but accepting or choosing family and it's not just the blood relations that, that makes family it's the the people you know and 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 me and how you treat people more than who is blood related to you yeah the the nice little touch too is when he he said that you know this is home and that it's like the callback to the conversation he overheard of his new foster parents talking about they have to choose they have to call it home and it's nice that 
we didn't really see him react to that at the moment, but it's nice to know that like those things are in his head and he was like taking that stuff in and he's actually grown up a little bit since then. Yeah. Well done. Uh, and then there's a quick stinger before the credits, the lunch scene. What did you think of that? It It's fun that Shazam came to lunch finally and for Freddie and the whole family was there. It's, I mean, it kind of stinks that it ended this way with literally not seeing the head of Superman. It's funny to bring in Superman. It's funny to see Freddie's reaction, but it's, I would be lying if it didn't like hurt to see that basically. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought it was cute that Billy made friends with a Superman cosplayer and brought yeah. him to lunch. <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. I, they, I mean, there's explanations of why Henry Cavill can't be in it and stuff, but it's just, that was kind of annoying, but it again like it works in the movie it's it's really funny in the movie and if i if i could shut off the rest of my brain and like know about the the other films that i want in the universe and all the news that has happened in the real world it's a really funny part but it's hard to shut that part down when you're watching the movie yeah i am really split on what to think about it um i guess i'm glad that superman's there but i mean this is the second movie in a row where wb can't really show his face so that's frustrating uh, from a Superman perspective, but I guess I guess it, it is a cute it is a cute scene, and if you shut off your brain, and don't think about it. Um, on the other side, I know they don't care much about continuity or long term necessarily what their planes are, but to see that scene, that means in your head, Superman and Shazam have met. Uh, one of the and very iconic meeting has somehow happened off screen, and he, they became friends enough to come to lunch, and that all happened off screen where right. we didn't see any of that. So I kind of have to shut off my brain and try to forget about that. Uh, what about the credit scenes? So yeah, the <laughs> this is one of the big questions at the end of this movie is, okay, so where do you go from here? Because it told a pretty complete, you know, minus Black Adam, which we need to see, but minus Black Adam, a pretty complete Shazam story. We got the whole Shazam family. We got Dr. Svana. He got him getting his powers, all this stuff. So where do you go from there? And Mr. Mind wasn't, wouldn't probably be my first guess as to where they would go next, but um, it's pretty weird. And I think it probably gets people interested and seeing in what's coming next because there's not a whole lot of talking caterpillars worms what is he he's a worm, worm. right he's yeah a, he's an alien worm <laughs> yeah that sometimes has telepathic or mind control powers uh really cool i don't know if you noticed that the when savannah was first there in 74 at the rock of eternity mr mind was in a glass case and then when the seven deadly sins got out yeah they broke it open and he got out then so i thought that was really cool that's a great way to set up future storylines in a way that does not at all affect this film so i thought that was cool to see him in savannah mr mind and black adam those are the big three of shazam villains so it's cool to have a reference to all of them there's tons of easter eggs we can't get to all of them but they they kind of had that black adam mention earlier yeah Um, lots of other things mixed in there yeah and then the the very last post-credit scene the aquaman tried talking to fish that's not that cool that was funny it was cute. I don't know if it was worth sitting at the theater longer to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blunt but honest. Yeah, that was that was, cool. that was a good scene. It was cute. Um, but yeah, uh, you mentioned sometimes that the humor was a bit much. Did you? Did the majority of it work for you though? Yeah, I'd say the majority of it worked, and I even like I think I laughed in spite of myself, wishing like, oh man, I wish this part was a little more serious. But the humor was so funny that it was okay. Like a good example of that is the final fight when they are flying in the air and Savannah's giving his like speech and he's too far away. And so they can't hear each other. And it's just, you're missing the whole speech and you're just seeing Shazam being like, I can't hear you. You're too far away. I wish 
that part, like we're that deep into the final battle would have been a little more serious. Um, but it was funny enough that I still ended up laughing at it. Yeah. That, that is probably the point where I didn't, one where I didn't like, yeah, it's funny, but I, let's move along here. Let's fight. We know it's going to happen here. So I was, I didn't like that one as much, but for the most part, if, if they hadn't put a joke in with the Billy and his mom scene, I would have been very upset, but they didn't do that. So I'm really glad there. There's a lot. I mean, more than you would find in a typical Captain Marvel comic by far. Um, a lot of it makes sense. A lot of it was fit with with the origin of this character. So I like the vast majority of it. I think the the hum- the Santa thing just didn't work for me. It wasn't funny yeah. the first time, and then they came back like three times. Uh, it seemed to get a big laugh out of everyone else, but for whatever reason, it just didn't work for me. But besides that, it was uh, very funny. And Freddy was just absolutely great. And the vast majority of the comedy worked for me. Tons of other little things like that. Like when they saw the, the Philadelphia Museum of Art, I'm like, they better have a Rocky reference here. And yeah. then they did a couple. Um, I could see why Rocky was, whatever it was, but I can see why Rocky was running so fast. And uh, they kind of do, I have the tiger later when, mm-hmm. before Billy shoots the bus. Um, so I really like that. You know, it, was, it, was, it is really enjoyable in that way. Lots of comedy. And we mentioned about the Shazam family, Adam Brody as adult Freddy. We didn't get to see much of him, but that is about as good of a casting as you could get for an adult Jack Dylan Grazer. Um, I want to see more of him, uh, more than anyone in this, see, see those two more in the future. Yeah, I would I would be okay with, like, I would almost be okay with a solo movie of them just because, yes, it was such good casting, and then Jack Dylan Grazer just did a, such a fantastic job as Freddy. Obviously, you would never get something like that, but yeah, that was, that was really cool to see. Also really cool to have... In addition to Brody, DJ Catrona, who was cast as Superman in George Miller's Justice League Mortal, obviously never got to play the role. He was adult Pedro, so I thought that was a really cool, uh, fun bit of casting. Yeah, and still looks like he could probably still play Superman. He looks pretty good. He is in shape. But all in all, really, really fun, really entertaining film. Like I said, I have a little bit of, I do have complaints about the characterization of Billy, but besides that, I really was entertained throughout. Um, not and heavy, not a heavy action situation, but I think they do well enough elsewhere. I am curious how to see how this does overseas because there's not that. You know, it's almost like the opposite of Aquaman, where there's this two hours and whatever of wall-to-wall spectacle. This is a good-looking film. I I don't have any complaints about David Sandberg's direction or or the cinematography or anything like that. But with it being smaller budget, you just don't have the action scenes every X number of minutes where something crazy goes on or there's some big visual spectacle on this that you would see so and that's makes sense to the story because you're in philadelphia instead of atlantis and all of that but uh, i wonder how this will do in in other markets yeah it is a good point and and something that you know i think we both maybe found a little bit lacking is that it's not even that there wasn't enough humor or enough action it's almost just that it was all packed in at the end and if they had mixed in just a little bit more throughout the movie it probably would have been balanced a little better yeah, and I care much more about the heart and character work right. over action. So if there's a place to be lacking, action is fine. But we also, like you said, it was not very evenly distributed. And also, how is that going to work on the masses? Um, is that, That's something that we'll wait to be seeing as we see how it does. All right, well, I think that is it for Shazam. Uh, definitely something we would recommend, I would say, right? No, yeah. Oh, a fun and entertaining film, a good addition. Um, That's all we have for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon.